0: Welcome to Money Sense, I am your host, Ann Mank, Wealth Coach and Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also serve clients in our Bonita Springs, Florida office as well. Visit ellenbecker.com for more details. So I'm super excited for this episode today because as I'm working with clients, a lot of times we're talking about, well, how do we plan to retirement? So that's been our goal. We've been spending many years getting them to the goal and then we get them to the goal. They get to the point where financially they can retire, but it's hard to do. Like I see that struggle of moving from, I'm accumulating, I have a job I can rely on to the point of now I need to transition. To using the money I've saved, and I don't have that job that I'm going to on a daily basis. And so, as I was thinking about this radio show, I was trying to figure out who would be the perfect person to talk about this. And I realized we have her right in our back pocket, and that is Karen Ellen Becker. She is the founder and she really is the leader who shows us how to do everything, how do you start a company, how do you grow your finances, and now she's showing us how do you do retirement, and so with that I want to welcome Karen Ellenbecker to the show.
1: Thank you, it is so so nice to be on the other side (laughs) being interviewed rather than being the interviewer, and you know, and it's funny because I sit down and I and I think about this, and everybody is so different. And Julie, uh, who is the president and my daughter of Ellen Becker Investment Group, she always teases me and say, "Mom, you're such a failure at retirement," <laughs> and that's because I've been retiring for probably six years, and I'll probably continue to retire for the next twenty years. And it's I find it for me really hard to let go. And one of the reasons is just what you were talking about in the very beginning is that we work so hard to help our clients accrue wealth and to and to be able to align the wealth that they accrue with what they want to do and what their future looks like. And for me now, so many of my clients are actually at that point of retiring. I want to be there at the launch pad. <laughs> I don't want to be somewhere else. I want to be the one that hugs them and says, yippee, you know, you're retired and, and help them to enjoy those moments because I've been, you know, working with clients now for almost 40 years and they have followed me on my journey and we've aged together actually. And I really have struggled with the question that you're asking yourself is how do we help our clients to feel safe? making the decision to retire. And you know, and it's different for everybody. So many people came up living in the depression with their parents and they've seen things that can go wrong. um, And they sort of anticipate that that might, might happen to them. You know, when I was younger, my family and people in that generation, they had war bonds actually called savings bonds and they were for a rainy day. And then, you know, we sit down with clients and they've got 2000 savings bonds and there's never been a rainy day. (laughs) 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 And, and that's where it lies. Some people, and I'm just thinking of people that I've worked with, even though they have more money than they could ever spend in their life, even if we can show them if they got sick, that they have more than enough money to cover any major health care costs, even if it's for one or two people, they still live in a mind of scarcity. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to break that fear. And the thing that is crazy about that is when you live with this idea of scarcity, I don't have enough, I'm afraid I don't have enough, you never can enjoy your money you never can enjoy what you've worked so hard for. And so for me, I've really tried to figure out how to approach it differently. And the one thing that has really helped me, and we can talk about it more, is to understand that wealth, that time is wealth. Time is wealth. And It has taken me probably five or six years for me to actually even understand that myself, because when I started as a mom with three kids, you know, raising those children myself, I was desperate to be able to do okay. I was always in fear that there wouldn't be enough of of money to feed the kids or to do the things. But what we don't really understand in a situation like that is that we're no longer desperate and that we no longer have to work so hard. We no longer have to live in that fear of, I may not have enough. And that really takes with working with your advisor, working with you and as you're trying to help people get emotionally um, connected to their money to understand where is enough enough and how how can I have that feeling That Get rid of that panic feeling that I had when maybe I was 25 or 30 years old, and now here I am 70 some years old, and I'm still living in my brain in that space of I don't have enough and I've got to work hard and I've got to keep working hard.
0: Yep, exactly. And that reminds me, I was watching a presentation today. And one of the things that we were talking about, because right now we're in a downturn and, you know, we're talking about diversification and making sure you have an emergency fund. But one of the things we were talking about, too, and what I think we do really well at Ellen Becker is there's the math and then there's the emotion. And I think people focus too much on the math side of things and not the emotion. Like, what do you want retirement to feel like? What do you want to spend your time doing? And that kind of alludes to what you're saying is, um, you know, which one are we more scared of losing? And a lot of time, we're more scared of losing our money versus our time. And it sounds like through your journey, you've come to the point where, no, it's I'm more afraid of losing my time. And time is really the resource. Money helps me get there.
1: Well, the thing is, is that I didn't even realize that that I felt that way. And so we talk about retirement, and I tried to ease into retirement. And so I'm still, as you can see, doing radio shows and working and working with clients. And I've just reduced the time that I'm working. I'm spending some time with clients in Florida and enjoying. But what happened to me was when I retired, and or when I cut back on my work, I felt as if The rug had been pulled out from under me because when I'm in Milwaukee and everybody is filling my calendar, it is full. And when I came to Florida, there was nobody filling up my calendar. I mean, there'd be some clients here, there'd be clients there. And I could not get my arms around the fact that if I'm going for a walk at eight o'clock in the morning, or a bike ride or if i'm going to read a book or if i'm going to a lecture whatever it was that i was doing didn't it was time but i didn't have a value on it i thought there was something wrong that i should be doing something differently and all this t- time that i've worked in my business and in my business got me to the point where i have time but i didn't see it as valuable i didn't yes. see it as wealth and so it's taken me Um, A very long time and a lot of thought around it to realize that one of the advantages is that you have, you do have time and it's part of your wealth and figuring out though what am I going to do with that time is really one of the most difficult steps that I think we have to make, because I am so good at what I do. And I'm really happy that I can say that, you know, that I can say that I've earned that. And it's not just being good with knowing numbers and that, but I've worked with so many clients, I've had so many ups and downs in my own life, that what I'm teaching and what I'm telling is directly from my heart. And that Mm -hmm. is what makes us really good at what we do. And then I said, what else can I do? And then I, I went out and I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to watercolor. And then what I realized was, well, I want to watercolor. I don't want to learn to watercolor. I want to sit down and watercolor, (laughs) do watercolor pictures. And I had a really hard time. Um, quieting myself and saying, this is still valuable. It didn't seem valuable to me because I put all my time and effort into learning things about my business. And that's what seemed valuable. And now putting time and effort into learning something new, it didn't have the same value because I realized I wasn't desperate to do it. I just had time to do it. Mm. And it goes all the way back to how hard we worked and why we worked. And, and so it's not
0: an easy, it's not an easy thing. Well, it it was probably especially hard for you because a lot of us put our identity in what we do, but your name is literally on the company, like your sweat, blood, tears, everything has been in this company. And so for, um, so for most people, it's hard to walk away because you're like, well, that's how I identify. But really for you, it's, like not only was it your life but it's your family like everybody's still here you I remember you saying multiple times that you don't work with your clients you work with your friends and so it's also like your social life and your personal development is all tied into this company watching julie grow the company and
1: watching her put her, I always say kisses of Ellen Becker on there has been really great. So it's not as if we're some people have to sit back and see something deteriorate. I mean, she has done a marvelous job and it's been a joy to know that um, I climbed the mountain and I left a wide enough path for everybody to follow Mm. and to make it better. And I think that's what we have to realize about retirement. And I'd like to share with you, um, I don't know how close we are to a break or not, but I'd like to share with you just a couple things that I've noticed, um, things that clients have said to me about their own retirement.
0: Yeah, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I would love to hear some of those as well. Because even as I'm working with clients, like I'm going to take this back to my clients as well, because I think those are really well earned um, points of wisdom that we can learn from. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm your host today, Ann Mank, Wealth Advisor and Wealth Coach with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today we have a special guest. It is Karen Ellen Becker herself. And we are talking about the transition to retirement. You know, we we put the plan in place, we make sure you have the right investments, we work with you, and then it's a time to launch, a time for a new chapter. And so we've been talking about that a little bit. But Karen, when we left, you were mentioning that you had some words of wisdom, some things to keep in mind as we're going through this transition. Well, you know, and with
1: working with my own clients, there have been so many scenarios that come up. And of course, everyone is very different, but I do remember several stories. And one of them was a client who finally retired and he was totally financially prepared And he always did these events with his company where, you know, you put out the booths and your showcase and your products and all that. And he turned over his business to his kids. But the next year when he went to this event, he walked in and he covered it in like, 45 minutes. And he said, when I was the owner of my company, I would stop at every booth and everyone wanted to talk to me. He said, now I finally knew I was retired. Nobody (laughs) wanted, no one said, Hey, Joe, you want to go out for lunch or let's get a drink after, or would stand and talk because they wanted to talk to people who could make a difference in their business.
0: Mm. And yep. he had
1: sold his business and he said, now I know I'm retired, but it also brings up a, a scenario where so many of us have worked so hard in our business and our friends are part of our business. And it's particularly true for men. Um, they socialize with men in their office. And even it can be as far as doing racquetball or doing something after work. And then when they retire, their friends stay there. And lots of times men have to make a whole new, you know, a whole new group of friends. And I saw a statistic once that said men actually retire better than women, which surprised me. And the reason for that was that because men typically have so many of their social things associated with work, that when they retire, they actually have to redesign their life, they have to find a hobby, or they have to find another place that they can work out. So for me, the same thing is true. all my friends still work, right, (laughs) which is a really tough thing. So yes i can go and do a lot of things but who do you do it with yep and in this situation men have to recreate themselves it's said that it takes about 5 to 6 years for them to really get their feet on the ground and feel comfortable a lot of times on the other hand that happens with women is about the time that they decide to retire often is when all their grandchildren are being born right and women tend to take on the job of raising that second family Mm -hmm. and babysitting and doing a lot of that. And they let their friends go. Uh, And I, I can think of two or three of my friends who once they had grandchildren, they didn't go out to lunch anymore, or they couldn't go away for a weekend because they promised to babysit. And what happens to them is they babysit all the way down. And then all of a sudden these kids go off to school or go off to college or get into high school and they don't want to spend time with you anymore. Right. And their friends are all gone right? They've left their friends go. So there is a true balance where you really have to look at what you're committing to. And, you know, we've raised our families and a lot of times women don't know what to do with their time. And I still can remember a client who has been retired, and on their next meeting, which was like six months later, she pulled me to the side and she said, you've got to find him a job. <laughs> <laughs> Please find him a job. He wants to go grocery shopping with me. You know? <laughs> right. So, so it's two people finding that place as to what does retirement look like for them as a couple. And I know that... Um, I have a client that's struggling this with right now, hard worker, was was raised to believe that his whole job was to make a good living and to support his family. Um, The mom had a little part-time job, but primarily she raised the kids. And in his mind, so we have to think about what our pictures look like. In his mind, he thought, I am going to retire and this is going to be the time I can spend with my children. I can do things, be with my grandkids. We can maybe take some trips together. And he started to do that. And basically his kids said, dad, we don't even know who you are. You've, you've never been there for us. I mean, you've worked, you have worked so hard. And he said, but look at, I have good schools and colleges and they, but it's like, we don't know you. You're like a stranger to us. Mm -hmm. And it's not that, I mean, they never weave them into going to games and going to sports activities and they created new friends and they did other things. And so it was almost like it was so abrupt. Um, They are now working on how do we redesign these relationships and how do we create space um, for all the things that we want to do. And when I think about time as wealth, one of the things that you can do is literally make a list of all the things that are really important to you. Like, what would be the most important thing? So, I would say, and I'm going to say it not in any specific order, but my business, of course, mm-hmm. my family, my you know clients, um, my spirituality, exercise, um, eating, <laughs> cooking. <laughs> I mean, the things that you know would be really important to me. Um, like I meditate and you know, that takes probably an hour out of my day, 35 minutes depending, but sit down and write all the things that really matter to you the most. And then next to it, put how much time do you actually spend on that? And so Mm -hmm. if you name your family as being the number one thing in your life, and you're not spending any time with your family, you're not living true to your values, Right. You're not that, in alignment with you're who not you in really alignment. are. So yeah. you're not really happy. Right. Right. And, and so for someone who's thinking about who has a family now, I mean, if you really think about where am I putting my time? Because time is wealth, not just at the end of your life, but all during your life. And then if you say my job, well, if you're spending an hour, two hours going back and forth or at your job, you only have 24 hours a day. And all of a sudden, by making that list, you're going to see how much time you're actually spending on different things. And are they where you say in your brain Mm -hmm. is the most important thing. And then look at them and ask yourself, number one, how much energy do I have for each of those? Mm -hmm. How much energy do I have in a day to spend with my children? How much energy do I have? I mean, we only have so much energy. And if you take a look at that, you'll start to realize where, where your time is not being valued and you'll start to recognize what's sucking
0: you dry. Right. And I like the way you, you phrase that because it also brings up the fact that a lot of times we have this idea of what retirement should be. We need to slow down. We need to, you know, babysit the kids. And if we haven't done that list, we don't even know if that's important to us. We just go with the motions because that's what society has told us to do. And then once again, we're not in alignment. And then we wonder why we're not happy in retirement. And it's because we haven't taken the time to actually sit down and think about what's important to me. And then how do I script that into my next year or two years going forward?
1: Well, I have talked to so many people Um, just friends that I've made. And I was just talking to another friend this morning and he said, oh my God, my golf is getting so bad. And the truth of it is, is that people who golf in retirement tend to never get any better. And the reason that is, is because when you're working and you only have Saturday afternoon or Wednesday evening after work to golf, you put every effort into that little game. But when you can golf every day, oh, well, tomorrow's another day. And, and that's kind of the same thing. And what I've discovered about myself is in order for me to be happy in retirement, I have to be busy. I have to still be curious. Mm. I have to feel like I'm growing and that I'm bringing value to whatever it is that I'm doing. I do like, I golf maybe once a week or twice a week and um right now I'm in the process of writing a memoir book and I'm still doing these. I know this summer, I'm going to be working with all of our advisors kind of giving them my idea on some of the things that maybe they've never had any um, association with. And so when they're dealing with a client, they don't know it as, Mm. as a way that they can help a client, just like you and I are doing this today. Yep, You'll get some things that you want, that'll be true to you and you'll want to share. I think that's really valuable, but we don't always have that opportunity. it's my company. And I do have this opportunity to continue to grow and to be there for Julie and to be there for our clients. But so often, you know, you pull the plug and you can't go back. Sometimes people can consult, but if that's all that they're interested in is what they did and they haven't been able to create a hobby or create something else, it does make it difficult to kind of um, envision what is the next step going to be for me and you get tired pretty soon all your honey-do list is done pretty soon you know after about a year and it's like okay now what and the truth of it is i see and and i'm not meaning this in a in a negative way but i can see people in florida primarily who come here and they retire and they start to walk really slow. Mm. And they they walk as if they don't have anywhere to go. Yep. And I want to walk as if I've always got a place to go. Mm. With a little spring in my, you know, my in my stance. I don't want to just sort of shuffle along into life. And that's what ages people is when you you really don't feel like you got a place to go. I mean, if you're going to the same place every day, you get the same results, you get the same experience. If all you do, I talked to a man the other day, he golfs seven days a week. Now, where is there room for anything else when you're golfing 18 holes of golf every day, except having breakfast, going to the driving range, playing golf, going and having a beer, having dinner and going to bed. Right, right, (laughs) right. You know, and so- it, it's really thinking about what you want. And so many of us don't have a model. My grandpa, when he retired, he retired to a rocking chair on his front porch. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think it's that vision of what are you retiring to? So I wanna take a really quick break, but when you come back, I think there's some things that we can talk about of, well, what? how do you plan for this in your 50s and 60s instead of waiting until your day that you're retired and now you're kind of faced with this decision. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am Ann Mank, Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today we are talking to Karen Ellen Becker and about the transition to retirement and each big life event has a transition. Um, And this is one that we tend to work with our clients a lot on, where we're sitting down and we, we talk to them, okay, we're going to put money away. What is your goal? I want to retire when I'm 65. Great. But then that's where some of the conversation might end. And as an advisor, what we have to do is push them to say, yeah, you're going to retire at 65, but let's start looking at that right now. So if you're 55, let's start looking at what that might look like how we might be able to get you there so that we're not focused just on the money. The money has a purpose. Like it is to be able to take the kids on vacation. It's able to get that cottage if you want it up north. But I think a lot of times, and I think you've said this before, Karen, it just kind of sneaks up on you. Like you're planning and you're working and you're grinding and you got kids or you got your business. And then before you know it, you're there. So how does someone start the process. What are some things that they can do in their late fifties to prepare them for this transition?
1: Do you know, um, I'm going to go back to saying that you actually can start planning that much earlier. If we go back to that chart that I put together, where you write down the things that are most important to you in your life, and I'm just going to use this example um, of someone that I know who retired and his whole life he was working to create wealth to live in a nice neighborhood and put his kids through college and everything that he was doing was for his children. And we've heard people say that, well, they'll get mad. I'm doing this for you. Right. <laughs> I'm doing this for you. I'm working so hard for you. Mm-hmm. But the truth of it is that's in their mind that they're working so hard. So when you're starting out your job and you're thinking about it, write down what are the five or six most important things to you and then figure out how much time you're really allocating it. So I look at my, I look at my client and I say all his life, he worked for his family, but he didn't spend any time with them. And so when he got to retirement, what do you think he worked for his family? Here I am, everybody. And they go, who are you? (laughs) 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 So in his mind, It was all about the family, but in their mind, it was, I didn't have somebody that was there for me. I didn't have someone that spent time with me. And it's the quality of time that you spend with your children and building that relationship that you can make that part of your retirement to whatever extent you want. But it's also thinking about, you know, if you really, um, I'm, I'm very philanthropic and I'm at a point in my life now where I've looked at the different stages of my life and philanthropy. So when I was very young and I didn't have any money, I gave my time Mm. because I didn't have money that extra money. And then as my life went on, I was able to still give time, but I could, I was smarter and I could bring more value. And I also had more resources to contribute smaller amounts of money. And now that we've got our company and we can look on a broader view as to how can we effectively create safety and and create um, wealth in our community by giving our employees, giving time, we give money. But I started that idea and I knew by the time I got to retirement. What type of philanthropy I wanted to do, how I wanted to give my time, how I wanted to give my money, but if I would have just waited and say, you know, I've always thought of volunteering, well, now you're looking and you haven't a clue as to what that looks like. Now, of course, we've got our radio show um, right. on Sunday mornings from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Um, Milwaukee philanthropic (laughs) community. And we've interviewed over 200 charities that people can go to um, ellenbecker.com. You can click on our our radio shows, including this show and um, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. And you can listen to different charities that are out there that need help. Um, And we did that because we re- recognize that so many small charities don't have the financial resources to market themselves. So this is a good way for our community and people to get up to date on what's going on. But if you wait to the last minute, it's overwhelming. And, and I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with a client and they've said, we're building our dream house. We've retired, we're selling the house that we raised our kids in, Right? We all that energy and emotion is there. And they build this huge house. They get in the house and it's so empty. And the kids don't want to, I'll tell you, they don't want to come back as much. You think they're going to want to come back okay. because they're building lives. And especially right, when the exactly. kids get I mean, my kids come down maybe once a year um, to Florida to visit me. And I have three bedrooms. I could get by with one bedroom because <laughs> for once a year, right. You know, I could figure something out, but we think about this, like my family, my, and then we do things and it doesn't make any sense financially or emotionally. And I tell my clients live where you want to play. Once the kids are, once the kids are leaving the nest and you're empty nesters, figure out if you want to make your house a place to play, Then that's great. That's what my Julie and Tom did. They created a place in their house that is a social place for the kids to come back, but their friends to come. And that's where they are right now. And they're pre retirement, you know, they're not Mm -hmm. thinking about retirement, but they're thinking about that. But so many of people my age are downsizing. And it's like, where do you want to play? Where? Think about where you want to go. What is the theater or bike trails or? churches or where is it that you find that sense of um
0: um like a vitality purpose purpose
1: and vitality like you don't have to drive 10 miles to go to a bike trail because you built a beautiful home out in the woods somewhere you know (laughs) I mean and uh you just have to really think it through and and I know that you've used the we have that little game that we put together that we had made and um Some of those cards, I always give each one of my clients, husband and wife or partners, a card and then say, "Okay, get a drink, a glass of wine or whatever you want. Sit at two ends of the table, fill out this and then come together over dinner and say, how much how much are we on alignment? Are we with what we
0: each are thinking as retirement? Yep. And I like those cards too, because mm-hmm. so the cards have pictures on them. Um, and to your point, if you are in a relationship, like how far away are you? Like one of the pictures might be food. You might <laughs> want to go out and eat. The other one might want to just stay home and cook. Like how far apart? But these these pictures are a way of just triggering, triggering your mind of saying, okay, there's a person who is sitting by the lake. If I was sitting by the lake, would I enjoy that? And then if I am, would I want to be in a pontoon with a beer or do I want to have, you know, the brewer game on and a fishing pole? Like, what does that really look like? And, you know, even going back to your philanthropic um, ideas, I love that because you started early and you still made an impact throughout your entire life. It wasn't like you were waiting for the right opportunity. You just went ahead and did it. Some of it might've been messy. You might not have known what you're doing. You might not have been able to give as much as you wanted to, but you've made a difference over that time period so that it built up to the point where now you're at a point where you're like, yeah, we're doing a radio show. Yeah, we're donating here. We're having a foundation. We're going to involve our employees, but there's no way you could have done that unless you took those little steps along the way. And as I
1: saw the impact that it could have, Mm -hmm. the other thing, and that I think is, is really important for people to, to think about and to think about their relationship, because sometimes there's a fear when people have worked, both have worked so hard and they had so little time to spend together. It's like, what is 24 seven going to look like? And the people that I know, both my friends, people I've met in my community here, Um, The ones that are the happiest are the ones that do things together, Mm. but they also are able to separate away. They're very respectful of each other and they don't, they've developed interests. So for me, I'm single. And, you know, that's also a little bit harder because I can be busy all during the week, but come the weekends, most couples spend their time together. Yep. And then I'm like, oh, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so (laughs) I have to think about, I have to say to a girlfriend, do you want to go to a movie? Do you want to go to the theater? Do you want to? It isn't as easy as it might be for a married couple to be able. You have to build a community uh-huh. of, of friends, both male and female. I have both. Uh-huh. And, um, and to be able to do different things to keep busy. But one of the things I look back, I have always loved art. And you know, our office is filled with art and I love it. And then all of a sudden I'm retired and I think I am going to start watercolor. And my girlfriend, Julia Taylor, who is absolutely an amazing artist, um, sat down and I bought all the stuff and she gave me a couple of lessons. And I came to Florida and I'm practicing. I'm going, well, this is way too slow. This is just not working. I want to paint a picture. <laughs> now, what if I had acknowledge the fact that art was important to me and I started to take a couple watercolor or painting classes 10 years ago 15 yeah. years ago and it grew with me to becoming in retirement that I could go places and I could sit down and do fresh air painting
0: mm-hmm. I
1: just I just don't have the temperament to take because once you achieve this success somewhere even though it's watercolor it's like Well, I just want a watercolor, right? (laughs) You know, I just want to be a photographer or whatever it is. And so building up to that, but also what it does is maybe you've always wanted to play the piano, or maybe you always wanted to play the guitar. If that's really important, to you put it on your list and say, I'm going to, I'm going to do an hour a week to making me feel happy and healthy towards my retirement. And it can be at any age. Mm -hmm. that you start to do that because we think of retirement down there and you know some people work even after they retire because they're bored now what a sad thing that they're bored and even though they work their whole life to be financially secure they never really understood that time was wealth and now just to fill their time they work and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing but I don't know if they've ever thought about what else could I be doing Cause they don't need to work for money, but they're doing it for social. And you know, I know clients that work at different jobs and they donate all that money to charity, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't work with the charity, right? Because it's unfamiliar. And yep. you know, what is it? Almost 15 years ago, I started traveling with clients because they had financial resources. They said, Oh, I've never traveled, I don't know what to go, and I don't have any friends. I said, Well, what if I plan a trip? Will you go with me? Yes. We've got what 40, 50 people now that go on our trips even more. They've been traveling together. Sometimes you just need to find someone like yourself and align with them and say, do you want to take a painting class with me? Or why wait to exercise to get healthy when you retire? Why not exercise and get healthy and live a healthy life?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think, um, you know, this brings up a lot of Just really good information and tips and tricks. And it really helps that it's not just retirement, it's not an end date. Like, this is not a means to an end. I mean, it's a whole life. And so, I just want to take a really quick break and then just kind of give some final thoughts on how does one retire well? How does one make that transition? You know, what you've learned over time, just some really good nuggets and and last thoughts for our our listeners. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. My name is Ann Mank, Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And we have Karen Ellen Becker with us today, just spreading her wisdom, giving us some really good information of what to think about and over this time on the radio here, we've been talking about, well, what should retirement look like? Why we should start earlier than later, and the importance of having relationships so that we can bring that into retirement for us. Because a lot of times it sneaks up on us if we're not thinking about it. And I love how you've said multiple times, like create a list of what's important to you. And I think that's great. Even if you are 20 years old and starting off in college or you know, you're know, you 70 year old and you're looking at your grandchildren and wondering what's next for me. So having that list, making sure that that list includes what's important to you and then kind of doing that time check of, is that really what I'm spending my time on? But you had brought up relationships and the importance of relationships. And I think that's one thing that's overlooked, especially when we focus so much on money. So what happens if you don't build a good relationship? Like what happens if you hit retirement and you realize you didn't put the time in on your marriage or your kids or you know your friends or your social life? Well, retirement
1: isn't much fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens, and people don't retire or people get divorced or you know they they're bored. They get sick. I mean, mm. you literally can get sick, uh, make yourself sick if you're always thinking about. I wonder what if I had done that or you know looking backwards it's about forward thinking it's about looking forward and creating the lifestyle that you want not you know nobody's going to come knocking on my door i mean i have to go out there and i have to decide what does this look like for me and one of the things that i think and is so important is male, female, whatever it is, is that you build relationships with people you want to spend time with. Because if all you have is your relationship with your spouse, when that spouse dies, the other spouse is lost. And they they are like a turtle on their back, not knowing what to do. Now, we help them to know what to do with their estate, what to do with their trust. We help all that. But We're not the ones that can help them manage their health. We're not there that we can manage their relationships. And so what has been tremendously important to me during this retirement is that I have surrounded myself with women and men that are constantly... And I don't mean in a way, a bad way, challenging my thinking. Um, I can see myself through their eyes. I go, whoa, that really, you know, opposed to just seeing myself through my eyes and looking in the mirror every day. I have people around me that help me grow and Mm -hmm. to have the courage to try something new or to think outside of the box. You know, you were talking about the chart and our time. So many times something comes up in our life, like all of a sudden a parent gets sick or a spouse gets sick, or a child gets sick, and do we take something out of our time, or do we just shove that into our time, Mm. and now it's getting squashed, and and then something that's really important to us gets put to the side, Mm -hmm. and that is where I think happens to a lot of different people, and so I remember a story that um, a gentleman had asked me, and I was, um, somebody had asked my date to prom when I was in high school, it was called warp at that time. And I was talking to my girlfriend and we were sitting on the counter eating potato chips and going, I would never do that to a friend. And I can't believe she did that to me. And all of a sudden we heard this voice behind and her father said, girls, do you know what a true friend is? And well, of course we're true friends. We had our arms around right. each other. She said, and he said, a true friend is someone that's there in the bad times because they're able to help you, but they feel good by helping you too, they get something out of it. Mm. But a really good true friend is someone who's there in the bad times, Mm. and the good times, because in the good times, they've got to get beyond their own. Why wasn't it me? Why didn't I get the job? Why did I get the boyfriend? Why did this happen to me? So I would say, surround yourself with true friends. It's not the amount of friends you have. It's the true friends. It's the ones that have your back. And as a husband and as a wife have different circles of friends so that you feel safe and you don't have to justify why you're going out to lunch with the girls or why you're going on a fishing trip or, um, you know, you've just worked it out over time that the importance is that you both are growing in different ways and you're sharing your time, but it's really about the quality of time and with who you're spending so many times we have people around us that just suck us dry. And I always tell my kids, you know, friendships and relationships are a water cooler. You take a drink out and you put something back in. But mm-hmm. if one person is always taking and drinking all the water, and never putting things back in, it dries up. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens to a lot of people. Things dry up, their dreams dry up. Um, and
0: sometimes it's hard to go back and recreate that. Well, and it's important because a lot of times in retirement, some of these big things happen. Like you do lose a spouse, you lose a child, you lose your job, you lose your identity. And so having that core to support you in the good and the bad, um, I think that's a great point because it's one of the things we forget about. We just assume everybody's going to be there instead of really nurturing it and always kind of taking care of it.
1: Well, I can think of, you know, I've retired and I've had people say their friends have gotten mad that they've retired because they couldn't retire. Was that a really good friend? Somebody should be encouraging you. So finding people who I have, one of my girlfriends says, Karen, that's amazing. I can't believe it. I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. You know, I get, a, I, I get an accolade for something. Those are the kind of people you want around you. You want the people who are going to support you in the good times, not just the bad times, and will encourage you to be the best of who you are and to encourage you to love your life and to do the things that maybe you've never even dreamed of. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what's out there? When you think about your future and you're open to it, who knows what could be out there for you?
0: Well, especially in retirement, it doesn't have to stop. You don't have to stop dreaming. Like I had a friend who um, she had uh, an assisted living and she owned it. And when the residents would come in, she would sit them down and they talk about what, you know, what they needed. And then she would ask them, what is your three and five year goal? Like how many people ask themselves that when they're in their (laughs) seventies and eighties, like what is my five year goal? And so she said her residents were just by full of life lots of vitality because they they had a future, they had a future. They (laughs) They had had something to look for and to plan for and, and a goal to go after and also someone behind them supporting them saying, yeah, you can do that. Let's do that. Let's get you there. And and talk to
1: your friends. What does retirement look like? You're going to get ideas that you don't ask your kids. You know, I'm thinking of retiring in five or 10 years. What do you think I could do? And they'll, they might say, dad, you are so good at building you yeah. should maybe do this and you don't even recognize it as they they see things in you that you might not even recognize ask yeah. people what yeah. do you see me where do you see me in 5 years where do you <laughs> see me in 10 years boy you'll be surprised um i told my girlfriend the other day i said i think you're going to have a the next 5 years a torrid love affair and i want to know all about it <laughs> But I mean, make it fun. And she looked at me, you know, and she just looked
0: at me and we giggled, but make it fun. It doesn't have to be so serious. Right. Oh, that's perfect. And that's, I think, is a perfect place to end this conversation. I mean, I could talk for hours on this. And because you've gone through it, you have so much wisdom and knowledge. But I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and our listeners today. Um, If anybody wants a recording of this, you can always go to our website at ellenbecker.com. And we have a newsletter coming out, our second quarter newsletter, where Karen is talking about true wealth? And what does that really look like? And she has some really good questions in there, one of which is, how can I continue to make a difference and still remain significant and retired at the same time? (laughs) And I think we've talked about that a lot. Um, I know, I'm sure for you, it's a really hard question to answer. And that's why you put it in there. (laughs) Yep. But if anybody would like a copy of that newsletter, feel free to reach out to us. Call our office at 262-691-3200. And we're happy to get you a copy of that. But Karen, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you.
1: This has just been really a lot of fun. And I hope everybody has a great weekend. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And I just want to remind everyone that Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from noon until 1 p.m. As always, I hope that I have made a difference in your personal and financial well being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.